This meeting is being recorded. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special bonus episode of the Kickout Crew. As you can see, it's me along with a very special guest, Anna. Anna, how you doing today? Hey, Mike. I am good. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. It's a wonderful day today. Nice weather out, so I can't complain. Right. So um, today we are doing a watch along. We are watching NXT TakeOver for 2015. It is the Fatal Four Way of the Four Horsemen or Four Horsewomen. It is season two, episode one, right? Correct. Okay. And we'll let everybody get going on it. Um, we're going to start out at 108.20 is when the match starts. But before we get that going, Anna, you want to tell us something about yourself? Sure. Um, so my name is Anna. I'm from Arkansas. I'm 27 years old, and I just started my pro wrestling training back in October. Um, it's been quite the journey to get to where I'm at. I, I still feel like I'm nowhere near debuting yet, but do keep your eyes peeled. You never know when I might pop up. Um, I mean, pro wrestling's always been a very special part of me and who I am. And I'm just kind of like at the age where you either do it or you don't. And so I'm here to just do it until I get injured, most likely, or until my body just absolutely says, nope, we're not doing this anymore. So I'm loving it right now. The training is quite a bit. Where, where I live in Arkansas, it's like one week it is super icy, super cold. The next week it's like super hot. It's very menopausal in Arkansas. Yeah. I hate it. Um, but that being said, the, where we practice, like our room's not climate controlled. So if it's cold outside, it's going to be really cold in the ring. So learning how to take bumps right now has been a little extra painful. Um, but, you know, I'm really enjoying it. And I mean, the training that I'm doing right now is technical. Um, so who my trainer is, is he's a hybrid wrestler. He can do pretty much anything. His name is Alexander Gold. He's been featured on AEW Dark and has been on several indie promotions. So I'm getting a pretty in-depth training through him. So we're still kind of gravitating towards, am I going to be a powerhouse or am I going to be more aerial? So we're still kind of exploring those right now in my training. So that's pretty much the gist of it right now. What part are you wanting to do? Man, I want to do whatever looks the coolest. I think like with anybody else, really. Like, I mean, I definitely gravitate more towards a powerhouse style um, just because, I mean, I grew up watching China and seeing how she would just knock the crap out of everybody. Like she didn't have a gender specific person she would knock the crap out of. It was just everybody, you know? So I, I definitely lean more towards the powerhouse. But at the same time, like, I'm really enjoying the technical part of the training and learning a little bit more about the Bret Hart style, the Shawn Michaels style, you know, wrestling. So I guess we'll, we'll kind of see, you know, I kind of like the idea of being a hybrid wrestler. Like, yeah, I can power bomb you, but I can also get on the top rope and do a five-star frog splash or something like that. So awesome. Very we're cool. still exploring for sure. That's awesome. All right. So um, you ready to get this match going? Let's do it. Like I said, we are at 108.20 on NXT TakeOver Season 2, Episode 1. And 3, 2, 1, play. Okay, so right now we already have all the ones in the ring and getting ready to get going. So um, I do have a couple questions for you. Um, we got Bailey in here. Did you like this version of Bailey or do you like the version we have now? 
I think the version we have now um, is who we need right now. I think this is the more authentic person, you know, behind the character. Um, I think this version of Bailey that we see here, the hugger gimmick needed to happen for her. Um, I was actually watching her uh, interview with Stone Cold on the Broken Skull Step sessions last night, just kind of refreshing my memory on the Four Horsewomen. And, you know, it seems like this character laid the foundation for her. It allowed her to be just an admirable baby face. She was for the kids. It represented well with the PG era. And now we are, you know, seeing this side of her that I think she's an excellent heel. Um, I think other than Sasha Banks, she's probably the top heel right now in the fourth force women. So right. uh, without right. a doubt. So I think the hugger gimmick kind of needed to happen. I'm just glad it didn't last. So. Yeah, I agree very much. Um, Let's see. Uh, this match was before any of these women really made it their mark in the business. Did you see a big future with all four of these? Or do you think kind of they were going to fade away in the sunshine as they were going on? I mean, if you look at what the women were being represented on on SmackDown and Raw versus NXT, the NXT women were doing stuff like this. The women on SmackDown and Raw weren't given as much time or opportunities so I was tuning into NXT because I was like, that's where I want to wrestle. I want to wrestle with NXT, whoever's running that. No offense. I didn't want to wrestle with SmackDown and Raw because they just weren't given a lot of time. And, you know, there was a social media movement following that eventually. So I think I was scared for them because I was like, no, they're going to fade away. They're not going to get called up because that's not what's going on right now on the main roster. I mean, what they're doing here. And so they when I say they really are trailblazers of the industry, they are. But so were the divas. And then so were, you know, the Trish Stratuses and the Lita's. Like every woman played an integral part to get to where these women are now at today. Main eventing WrestleMania. How huge is that? That wouldn't have even been thought of when I was a kid. You know, yeah. girls were still taking their shirts off and wrestling in that. That was mm -hmm. not what I wanted to do at all. So, you know, and now I have the utmost respect. And I just I think the world of all four of these women. So. Right. Well, and see, there were that's another another question I had is at least one of these four has been the first ever, with, whether it's the first ever Hell in a Cell or Money in the Bank. You know, then we have Royal Rumble, the Iron Woman match. So at least one of these four have been in one of those matches at all time. So like you were saying, so you can see these are the four that kind of brought today's wrestling that we're watching today on SmackDown and Raw and NXT or AEW, these four would be the biggest ones out of there? I mean, it writes itself, Mike. <laughs> so I would say so. I mean, they got the best booking out of all of them. I mean, I also don't want to miss out on a chance to say Natalia, who is still doing this, is a big part of it too. She has stuck mm -hmm. through all eras. Um, and has really been a force to be reckoned with. So I do want to include Natalia in that conversation. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, there were a lot of firsts with these women. And that's what inspired me to do it, because that's the reason I'm starting so late, is that I could have started right when I was 18. But that's whenever, you know, I didn't see a lot of respect or opportunity being given where it should have been. And so I was like, mm, if that's what the product is, now this is before, obviously, AEW developed and there was really anything that could compete with WWE at the time. So now that there's more promotions out there and more opportunity, I'm like, well, I got to get caught up now. I, I have years of catching up to do and studying and 
I just gravitate towards these four women. I think they're, I think they're just so fantastic and they have that never stop learning mentality. And I think that is something that is very important to the business that you don't get stuck in your ways. You don't become stiff and they just, they're all just very unique and they bring something new each time I watch them, including, you know, Mercedes Monet, who we have now is done that never stop learning thing. You know, she's learning Lucha. She's learning over in new Japan. I've got mad respect for that. So I mean, I'm just excited to see, I'm just excited to see where all four of these women go, even after wrestling, because they just have star potential written all over them, so. You see um, movies in their future? Definitely for Becky. Um, I feel like Becky is Hollywood bound here sooner than later, Uh, and definitely Mercedes, um, which she's already, you know, tapped into the Mandalorian, and I expect Mm -hmm. that to capitalize for sure. She's got a certain look that I think that a lot of Hollywood producers would be looking for. Um, I think Bailey will wrestle until she dies. I feel like Bailey was kind of born to stay in the industry and then eventually become a producer in the industry, most likely. Same thing with Charlotte. I think Charlotte will probably could probably test her fingers out in Hollywood. Like if they ever did a documentary on Cher, because Charlotte and Cher look so alike to me, I'm not kidding. Like Charlotte Flair is Cher with blonde hair. So I think if they ever did like a documentary on Cher or something like that, they need to call Charlotte Flair up for that. Um, but I think you know, there's definitely some possibility for all of them to whether not just go into acting, but to music, to art. I mean, they all have potential to do more than, you know, wrestling or whatever it is that brought them here. So. Awesome. And um, as you know, we were talking before and as you were saying, you know, about you training uh, to become a wrestler, we have a question from a friend of the show, JB Games, and he was asking, what is the moment that clicked that made you say, I want to be a wrestler? You know, I, I think there are several moments because I started watching wrestling when I was four years old. I was born in 96, so that would have been the year 2000. And the first memory I have of wrestling is, I want you to picture this from the eyes of a four-year-old, is Stone Cold Steve Austin just going down the ramp with two beers in his hand, clashing it all over Vince McMahon's limp body and just blasting his middle fingers everywhere. And I was like, that is, I want to do that, dad. Like, let me go do that for a living. And so fast forward to kindergarten, you know, you know, I feel like a lot of wrestlers tell this story from their own perspective, but it's true. You know, I was asked what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I was like, I want to be a WWE diva, but I want to do what Stone Cold Steve Austin does. And so you know, it, that was like the first, I think, defining moment. And then a lot of this has just been me trying to think about it in the eyes of, well, okay, well, I don't want to do bra and panty matches. I don't want to roll around in the mud and have mud fights. So maybe, you know, let me give this time. Let's evolve a little bit. And so eventually the product became it. So I met Trish and Lita this past September at Little Rock Comic Con. And I just, I went to their Q&A and I just casually asked them, you know, like, what advice would you give to somebody looking to break into the industry now, considering you throw trailblazers, you know, like you guys have really overcome a lot. So what advice could you give to someone considering the product and the management is much different now? And then Lita looks at me and she's like, well, Anna, do you want to be a wrestler? And and the thought, like, it was always going to be in my mind, but I wasn't sure if I was ready at the time. Um, and I was like, well, I mean, kind of, it's like a childhood pipe dream. I mean, it's, I don't know if I'll capitalize on it. She's like, well, you should do it. You know, go have your WrestleMania moment. Now it doesn't have to be with WWE or AEW. It could be with a local indie promotion. You could inspire somebody in the Indies, just go do it. And I was like, okay. So if Lita, my hero, 
is telling me to go do something. I think I'm going to go do it. And so a couple weeks later, I found a wrestling trainer kind of close to where I live, Alexander, like I mentioned, and we got started and it's been going great ever since. So that's awesome. So you're already thinking of changing the game before you even got started. Yeah, I guess I was born to do this. You want to be don't go out there beating up the boss. Yeah. So that's true. amazing. Um, did out of these four, did you have a favorite at the time or? I think Sasha Banks has always had my attention because even before I knew Eddie was her hero, she reminded me so much of Eddie Guerrero. I mean, of course, she knows she would do the shimmies and, you know, she would yeah. move in the ring very similar to he did. But Eddie was one of my favorites growing up. Um, and there's a pretty deep story connected to that as well. But I mean, she definitely is my comfort wrestler. I will almost always support her wherever she goes. She's going to be a star wherever she goes. So I would say I live for definitely Sasha Banks, but they're all just so great. I, it's really, it's like picking your favorite child almost. So. <laughs> I agree. Well, I can second guess that one. Sometimes I got my favorite. Um, <laughs> do, um, did you think Charlotte kind of had an advantage because of Ric Flair being her father when she came in? Like, to me, I think she's an amazing athlete. She does great in the ring. She's proven herself to me without her father there. But do you think, you know, Ric Flair being her father kind of helped her get that spotlight put on her? I think she earned her spot. Um, I think that, you know, this is all subjective, you know, of course, like if I were about to open up my own wrestling promotion and Ric Flair's daughter wanted to come and train, uh, yeah, absolutely. I want to see if she's got that natural talent. And it turns out she does. So I think, yeah, I think that probably helped. I think if you look at it from a business standpoint, duh, you want that last name on the card. Because, you, you know, that's a lot of natural ability that could be inherited. I mean, it's it's biology. You can't miss that. So, yeah, right. I'm going to want to see what she can do in the ring. And that doesn't guarantee her a spot. But I do think she earned it. And so I, I, I do get that question a lot. Like, you know, do you think it was just a handout because of her last name? And I, I don't think so. I think if anything, her last name was of intrigue and they just wanted to see if she had it. And I think if she didn't have it, we wouldn't see her here today. I think they probably would have cut the cord, but she's got it clearly. So yeah, I agree. I see, you know, with her last name, that's what brings the eyes to it. And with what she can do, that's what keeps the eyes on her. For sure. So most definitely. Um, Let's see. Now you picked the, this fatal four way match. Do you like multiple people in a match or is it one-on-one? -on -one? What kind of, what's your favorite match out there? Well, I haven't wrestled, you know, yet like in a match. <laughs> so it's really hard for me to give like an educated opinion on what I would prefer, but I do know like in terms of viewership, I like the fatal four ways and not always the triple threats, but at least the fatal four ways, just because there's more spots kind of planned out for really cool things. Like, um, you know, Sasha Banks does like a double knee drop on a couple of the girls mm -hmm. here. And, you know, there's also there's also a spot where Sasha actually breaks her nose where I don't remember where or when it is. But I mean, it was a really cool looking spot. And so I feel like with Fatal Four Ways, you kind of do get to plan that a little bit more, which in this case, this is what they were wanting to do because they were all terrified for their jobs. And so they wanted to do the things that would look cool. They weren't they weren't doing diva wrestling anymore. They were just doing wrestling wrestling. And so. I, I kind of choose that I chose this match because I feel like this set the tone for a lot of things. This set the tone for the legendary, you know, Bailey and Sasha Banks at Brooklyn NXT. You know, I, I feel like this kind of 
was if I were to show anybody to get interested in women's wrestling a match, I would show them probably this one. It's because there's a lot of variety. There's a lot of types represented and it's, you know, it's one of my comfort matches. So that's amazing. And as we see, you know, we're at the end of it. Sasha Bank just won. She's the new mm -hmm. women's NXT champion. Mm -hmm. So it was definitely a great match. This uh, was my first time watching it when I was studying it for, for this show. Mm -hmm. I wasn't real big on NXT back then until I started watching it. Once I started watching, I'm like, oh, look at this. I thought it was just another like little thing where they just messing around and another Raw, another SmackDown. That's what I thought it was at first. So I started watching it. And then now we got all these people. And so um, we got Brad Stanton. He's part of the kickout crew. He would like to know, would you like to see the Four Horsemen reunite? Oh, absolutely. Um, will it happen soon? Probably not. Like I said, I mean, I I do anticipate Mercedes coming back to WWE, but I don't see it happening anytime soon. I also predict Becky heading to Hollywood most likely. So I don't know if we'll get them in the same ring within the next few years, but I, I would love to see it. Um, and I think a lot of people would too, um, just because, you know, the women's evolution is still evolving. Um, we're still, the fact that I'm hopeful that the women do get to main event WrestleMania this year. There's a lot of storylines happening outside of the women's division that could interrupt that. Um, but I, I am hopeful that that happens, um, you know, and there's just, there's so much here and there's just so much passion for the industry being seen in NXT. And that's why I like watching it because you kind of do see like who really cares about this business and then who is here to collect a paycheck who's here just because they have an impressive physique and only that. So you do kind of weed out who you need to look for. And I think in currently in NXT, there's a lot going on and I'm enjoying it. I think right now in terms of just wrestling, they're doing really well. And I mean, you could say it's management, you could say it's producers, but I think they've just brought in a lot of raw talent from the indie scene. And even with the NIL deal, they're training wrestlers to be wrestlers, not just be, models or divas you know they're the teaching them the real things and that's what i wanted to see and that's what i wanted to learn so you know i'm just really excited to see where all this goes and i really do hope the four horse women do reunite but i think only time will tell. yeah well another one thing we've been having on the show the past couple of weeks is like a kick out mania and what i mean by that is we're going to book a main event so if we had the four horse women in a let's say a war games match who would you put these four against as a main event for a kick out mania so these four against four other women against four other women hmm. and like it could be anybody they can, they can like be presently? it can be anybody it could be somebody that's wrestling now it can be they can be any organization they can be retired don't matter but we have these four against somebody else right now that would be a dream match for you. So most likely it's not going to happen, but it would be your dream match. Well, first off, you put me in there. I would love to. <laughs> Secondly, um, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, and then Asuka. And Asuka. And who's going over? Mm. You got to say um, you, right? Yeah, I mean, me or... You know, I still think Oscar deserves all of her flowers. So <laughs> I would unselfishly say that. So 
yeah. yeah, she's doing, I mean, I'm really excited for what's coming up with her right now. For sure. So she's definitely changed a lot. Um, let's see, I got a few more here. Do you have any questions? Hmm. So who is on your Mount Rushmore of women's wrestling? Of women's wrestling. I'll definitely have to say China is up there. I think she's changed the game a lot. Um, Lita, because when she came in, she was kind of that start of women getting there and doing, you know, the luchador stuff. She was coming off the top rope. So she'll be in there. Um, I've got to add, you know, um, Becky on there because she's great. And then let's see, I got what, one more or two more? So, I mean, either, either of these four could definitely be on there. Um, what about like Ivory? I think she's kind of- not get talked about enough, literally. Get, yeah, we don't get talked enough. She's been in there when at that time, mm -hmm. It was the bra and panties match, but she could work. Mm -hmm. And then um, I'd say Trish, because I think she earned it herself. When she first got hired on, she got hired on as that model, but mm -hmm. she busted her ass to become that wrestler that she could be. Like so I give her a lot of respect for that. She could have just came in and been another, you know, Stacy Keeber or, you know, Tori Wilson, nothing against them, but she went out and she busted her ass to become a wrestler and she trained and she learned what she had to do. For sure. So for sure. I think those would definitely be the ones on there. Um, let's see another quick question. See a lot of times when WWE brings somebody from NXT up to the main roster, they rebrand them. Are you, are you happy they didn't do that with them? Or do you think they could have uh, changed them up a little bit? We see now ba like Bailey's different, but, when they first came in, this is who they were. Like, they're NXT people. I think they had strong characters from the start, all four of them. Um, you know, and I think that, you know, we turned the volume up on Sasha Banks, as we should. Definitely on Charlotte and obviously on Becky. The only thing we were wondering is what was going to happen with Bailey, because with a huge gimmick, it is possible to get buried. And you don't want that, you know, like... Right with something that's too gimmicky, you're eventually gonna wanna evolve into your character. And that's something that I'm also working on too with character building. It's trying to be less gimmicky, more focused on myself. Like, yeah, I can be an asshole, but I can also be the best person you've ever met. So how can I crank those volumes up to like 10 or 11? So I think that the rebranding of some stars is good. It needed to happen, especially for Bailey. And I think Bailey was really worried about that too, um, if I'm not mistaken. So. Um, I think it just, you know, you, you go with the flow, you see what the crowd is responding to. Um, right. If the crowd is responding really well to the characters of like Charlotte, Sasha, and Becky, you don't change it. You keep it exactly where it's at. You maybe turn the volume up a little bit, make them more of a heel, more of a baby. But Bailey, yeah, I think she really needed that brand change. And I think she, I think she's thriving with what she's doing right now. You know, Bailey versus children is my favorite thing her ripping up signs and calling people idiots. I am here for it. So she's thriving right now. I can't complain. She is. And I love it with her and Michael Cole. Yes. <laughs> her and Michael Cole is always great. For sure. So um, we get your debut match on Monday Night Raw next week. You coming in as a baby face, coming in as a heel, and who you liking to go against? 
mm, I would love to be a heel. Um, but in reality, I would probably be a baby face because the heel is typically the one who leads the match. And I, if we're looking at terms of where I'm at my training, yeah, I'm not doing that yet. But if we're hypothetically going to be debuting on Monday Night Raw, I'm going to be a heel. And I am going to go up against the top baby face, which is Bianca Belair. And I'm going to dethrone her. And I'm going to let her know that I was born to do this, not her, because WWE was never her first option. It was always mine. So yeah, therefore, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to you think her. What do you think of Bianca? I love her. I absolutely adore her. You know, I think that, you know, you don't have to be born with this passion. You don't. I mean, I think that, you know, it, it, the pro wrestling industry is just such a complicated road to be on, just especially from the women's point of view, because it's been a lot of topsy-turvy stuff. You know, it's been hard to be a fan of it at the point in time, but that's not the women's fault. It boils down to the how they're booked and it boils down to the politics of it all that I try to ignore. But when it comes to stars like Bianca, who have this really impressive physique, have outstanding cardiac health, and is just so quick on the main roster, not many people can keep up with her right now. And I think that that needs to be noted. Like she is the John Cena right now of the women's division. It's really hard to hate her because you can see the passion through her. Now it's not gonna be the, born to do this passion that Becky and, you know, Sasha and Bailey and not barely even Charlotte had, you know, it's this passion that's been acquired and she is thriving on it. And I think she's also one who's probably going to be Hollywood bound before too long. I can see it. You know, I can she's, see definitely see her in a movie. Her and Montez. So for sure. Yeah. And you mentioned John Cena. Do you think they're like, they're all kind of giving her that John Cena push. Do you think mm -hmm. that's going to hurt her in the, like, later on if they keep going with it do they need to back up some it's going to be really hard to make that girl a heel at this point you know so if they really want to do any character depth I, I do think they might need to turn it down just a little bit if they want to give her a more diverse background in terms of booking so it'll just be really like for John Cena it was really hard to make him a heel the only people that hated him were the straight dudes in the audience whose girlfriends were in love with him you yeah. know those were the only guys who hated John Cena so like, I mean, it, they are kind of giving her that treatment. So unless they really just don't have any long-term plans to have her be a true heel, I mean, I think she could come out in like all black sparkling stuff and then just use her braid and just whip everybody around and not just use it as an ultimate weapon. So I, I do think there's possibility she's getting a big push that she may not be able to come back from. So right. I, I'm I curious to see how they do that for sure. Yeah, I would love to see maybe see her i would love to see her turn as a heel just to see how she does even mm -hmm. if it's for a few months kind of work with the crowd see where it's going but or get, give some kind of span to it like is she turning heel is she not you know what's she doing and kind of give mm -hmm. the feel of the rest of the fans but i think she would have make an amazing heel just like you'd like I, to say she comes oh, out sure. with everybody with her hair and just mm -hmm. and she can beat pretty much anybody like she can go out there and she can show her work so she can, mm -hmm. she can be that asshole and she has everything back up with it. So For I would sure. like to see it. Mm -hmm. um, we got another question from another crew member, Devin Dowley. He asked, he said, William Regal was a general manager of NXT at this time. Would it be a good use of his talent for him to become a general manager again? And should he be general manager of Raw, SmackDown or NXT or should he stay in the background? Like just where he's at now. 
I do think Adam Pierce needs a little bit of help running both brands. So I think I would not complain if he were to take on the GM position of either Raw or SmackDown, but I think leaving NXT where it is at is necessary. I would right. like to see kind of how, I, I like to see how they do without Regal for a little bit um, and see how these stars develop. And I mean, we could definitely see him in a GM position, but whatever he's doing backstage right now is working. So, I mean, it has my attention. It has people who have never watched wrestling. It has their attention, not just the bloodline storyline like we're seeing unfold, unfold right now. Like there's just a lot of really compelling stories and promos being cut that, you know, it, it's really hard to complain. I don't mind if he stays where he's at, but at the same time, I do think it would make sense to kind of have a more divisive brand like Adam Pierce running SmackDown and somebody running Raw. Um, I think that would give the viewers a little bit more flavor to the shows and it could, you know, Regal's a great heel. So if he's prepared for it, I'm ready to start hating him again. So for sure. And from what I've read, you know, a lot of the other talent talking, like William Regal is amazing back, like in the background, like for the advice he gives everybody, you know, anything like almost like a Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. Everybody that's worked with Dusty loves Dusty and he has so much talent and he just has the brain for the business. I see William Regal kind of in the same spot with that. Like he just, he knows anything and everything there is. Right. So um, another thing I do on the podcast, we, I had just had a little segment last week called fly on the wall. So what I mean by that is if you were on a, or if you were a fly on the wall, during any kind of backstage reaction, like whether nothing that's been seen on camera. So it, whether the Montreal school job, like right after that one or anything that's happened and there's been rumors, we have the all out brawl, you know, anything like that. When would you like to be a fly on the wall at any point in time? Man. Oh, there's so many things. Oh, Probably most recently the Sasha and Naomi walkout. I'd like to know what the heck happened. All the information we have is truly subjective. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I mean, Mercedes has not commented on it. Naomi Trinity has not commented on it. Um, the only thing WWE, you know, commented on was they told Michael Cole how disappointed they were, you know, and all of that. So um, that's really the only comment that's been made. So I, I would truly like to know what, what happened as someone who's going into women's wrestling. Do I need to be worried about anything? Um, you know, the only thing we have is subjective speculative information. So right. I think just currently off the top of my head, like, of course, I would like to know the T on the Montreal screw drop. I would like to know everything that happened in those locker rooms. Um, but I, I think the most intriguing thing to at least my future selfishly, I'd like to know what happened back there. So. Right. I, uh, when I did mine, I picked um, any kind of conversation with Scott Hall. So oh, um, recently on Eric Bischoff's uh, podcast, 83 Weeks, he was talking about when Scott Hall was throwing out the idea of Sting turning into the Crow Sting mm -hmm. and how Sting was there. And usually he just listens, but when he started talking about him turning into Crow's thing, how he just kind of perked up and started listening. And yeah. Scott Hall is another one. I think if he was alive today, he would be in the backstage area somewhere working, just throwing out his brain. Like he knows so much and just has that brain for the business. So I think that's I where I would have been at. I agree. And, so, and then uh, before we go, one of our closing segments is I have a Mike's meet minute. 
So I'm sure you're part of like, do you listen to the show? I'm sorry, what? I said, do you listen to the show? No, this is the first yeah. time I've heard of it. So sorry, but I'm not going to lie to you. It's so. okay. it, you're only in like the 2% of wrestling fans that don't listen. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Oh. I'll listen to your show, Mike. <laughs> so I do a Mike's Meat Minute and I throw out a recipe, you know, of anything. It could be certain things. What is your favorite meal that you'd like to cook? My favorite meal? I've been on a salmon kick lately. Um, it's just, I'm, I'm doing like protein focused diets right now to help build up my muscle. So lately I've just been doing cauliflower rice, salmon, a little bit of sriracha, and then a crap ton of veggies, anything I can find in there, canned, frozen, whatever it's going in there. Um, so uh, with the salmon, we like to do like, um, we like to use like the olive garden dressing, like marinade on it. So mm -hmm. we do that and then I season it heavily. And then, yeah, just put that sucker in the oven. And that's kind of what I've been doing. Like just, it's, it totals up to be about 50 grams of protein. So okay. I can't complain about that. Um, that's what I need. I try to get in about a hundred grams of protein a day. So. Very nice. What so, about um, you? Uh, well, let's see. Well, today I'm going to do um, air fried chicken legs. Good choice. So I got drumsticks, um, got them sitting there, they're mar marinating right now. I got a bit of, um, like garlic parmesan seasoning mm -hmm. i got them soaking in and i'm going to throw them in the air fryer and fry them up excellent so maybe have a little bit of rice and corn and uh corn and peas on the side so nice. that's what i'm doing tonight so um before we go you can do one last time where can people find you how can they look for you somebody looking for a booking you know sure. you never know um, so I won't be accepting any bookings until after October when my contract is up for renegotiation with Diamond State Wrestling. So um, if you want to find me and reach out to me, you can reach out to me on Twitter, uh, username Anna Ray K.O. and Instagram, Anna Rayleigh, double Y at the end. So um, yeah, just keep your eyes peeled. You never know. You could be talking to the now NXT Women's Champion. You just never know. Maybe very soon in the future. Knock on wood. And, and I want to say thank you very much for coming. So much a pleasure having you, um, mm -hmm. especially sticking out with me my first time on here doing this by myself. Usually there's a bunch of us, other guys doing it. So it, this went smoothly. I'm so happy with this. So thank you very much. And anytime you want to come on, you know, we have the main show or you want to do another bonus watch along or anything. You just let us know and we'll get you right there on there. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, this went pretty smoothly. I would, I would definitely agree. It was so. definitely, definitely fun. So I would love to do it again. And that's what we have for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. And like we say on the kickout crew, when life gets you down, kick out at two. Peace. <laughs>